Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the latest business news from CNBC. Weekday mornings at 6.30 and 8.30 and weekday afternoons at 12.30, 4.30 and 5.30. We make you smarter. Hopefully it'll also make you some money. Stay connected with Talk 1370, the The right choice. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill. Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Okay, we're about to explode tonight. I mean, I know we're a little over the top sometimes, but this show... You're going to have to talk faster. I know. We have so much ground to cover. I mean... Alonzo going to the Indy 500, MotoGP here, MotoGP here in Austin in in a few days. They're already starting to show up out there. Ferrari beating Mercedes in Formula One. Hasef won scoring points again. And Michael Shank, the big man, the big boss of Michael Shank Racing, live on the show in about a half hour. And World Endurance Championship uh, opening weekend. There's enough to talk about for about four hours here, and we're going to squeeze it into one. There you go. So this is John Massengill. That's Les Kaiser over there. And Jonathan Green is not going to be on the show today. He's traveling. So, But he did a – he actually did a really cool interview. He and Inga talked at length about Alonzo, and we're going to play a good bit of that. And it was really, really good. So, uh, I mean, that's such a huge story. I just love that story. I absolutely love it. You know, I mean, after uh, Alexander Rossi, you know, we saw him go into F1 and then pop up at Indy 500 and win that. It was so cool to be meeting him there in the winner's circle when he came in. And, uh, you know, I'm really kind of curious uh, what the thoughts are back and forth now. It's like, oh, wait a minute, another F1 guy? There is so, I know, there's so much complexity to this story, though, with Alonzo going to the 500. I mean, there's there, there's implications in multiple series, including Formula One, Indy 500, and let's not forget the World Endurance Championship that's with, right. with his triple crown. That's right, with his triple crown desires. So I think what I want to do hey, is... Wait I wanna, a minute, there's a cool little connection. Okay, McLaren is, is you know, that, powered by Honda. Powered by, Honda being the, the key word there. Yeah, Honda. Think of what the upper-end cars are here in the U.S., you mean NSX? Hmm. Yeah, that that Acura so we'll, funny triangle thing on the hood. So we'll plant who that seed to be. Uh, and who's our guest? Yeah, we'll plant that seed in your mind. Let you think about that for a few minutes. Hmm. But let's go ahead and play this this uh, this a segment of this interview that Jonathan did with Inga Strecka talking about uh, this whole Alonso going to the Indy 500. Let's go to our European correspondent for all things big in motor racing, and of course, it's Inga Strecker. And uh, Inga, what a story has rocked the motorsport world in the last few days. Fernando Alonso is going to take part, biggest spectacle in motor racing, the Indy 500. Now, this has rocked Indy and Formula One. First of all, what's your reaction, the European reaction? (laughs) My first reaction was I looked at the calendar thinking it was maybe April Fool's Day, but it wasn't. And I was like, really? But then at second thought, it really makes sense. I mean, the Indy 500 are an icon. They're like just really amazing. They're phenomenal. Even in like terms of spectators, you know, 
yes, the Monaco Grand Prix is fabulous. It's cool. It's the pinnacle of Formula One. But I think for Alonso, it really makes sense, especially in the state that him and McLaren Honda are at the moment. Um, and he said it quite rightly. He said, if we were fighting for a world championship, we couldn't afford to lose 25 points. Well, um, and that is the, the driver's we, so him and the team. But he's not in that position, unfortunately. So he is aiming to somehow establish himself as the greatest driver in time. And that means 8500, Monaco Grand Prix and Le Mans. And he's won Monaco. Yes, he's won Monaco. He hasn't done Le Mans yet. He hasn't done Indy. Um, and I don't think he has done a lap at the Indy 500 track. Of course, um. You know, Formula One did race in Indianapolis, but that was a different track. That was not the Oval. It's interesting because Montoya was looking at this last year. And of course, Montoya has won the Indy 500 and he's won Monaco. But he was looking around at Porsche, uh, getting a test with the LMP1 team with the possibility of maybe taking part in Le Mans. And I know that that's the triumphant he too won. Well, then Alonso needs to really hurry up because if um, Juan Pablo wins it first, then, <laughs> then he is second only. It would be kind of cool to see the pair of them. And, of course, they will race each other um, at the Indy 500. And, of course, Rossi, uh, who won the 500 last year um, and who raced uh, against Alonso in Formula One last year, will be his teammate. So there's a lot of really interesting stories to come out of them. Well, and it's a pretty cool team, you know, Michael Andretti, um, that's, you know, that's a big name. That's a big name in, in Europe as well, in Formula One. That's a name we all know here. Very much so, yeah. And of course, Mario, I'm sure, will, well, he will be there. Uh, in fact, he's doing a special run with um, uh, Schmidt Autosport with the Arrow car. So he's taking on, uh, he's taking, you know, th- that challenge as well. So Mario, as always, he'll probably be doing the two-seater as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good story. But let's get to the nitty gritty of it. Does this harm Formula One? It's fantastic for Indy because it kind of uh, reinstates just how valuable this one event is to the American motorsport crowd and to a worldwide crowd. Well, look, I mean, if Fernando goes there, and just like really does well, I'm not even saying winning, but really does well, then of course it's great for Formula One because that will show that Formula One drivers can just go there, take part in the most prestigious race of the IndyCar series and win or do well. Um, whereas, you know, mentioning Juan Pablo Montoya, okay, it was the team, it was the car. Um, um, he was so well in champ cars, IndyCar's, and then he came to Formula One and everybody expected him to win. And, you know, he, he didn't. So, um, well, he didn't win the title. Um, so uh, it, it, Formula One can really win from that. Yeah. And I think I tell you who I, I mean, obviously, the biggest gain of all of this is Honda because Honda have got their tails up in um, IndyCar anyway, because they've come back against Chevrolet in the last year. And in fact, in the first two rounds at both St. Pete and at um, uh, Long Beach last weekend, which I was at, uh, Honda dominated qualifying, which is often, I mean, the race itself can always be a lottery. But in terms of overall speed and reliability, Honda have really bounced back. And so they've got their tails up. And I don't need to tell you how bad things are with Honda in McLaren. They've got to be, you know, they've got to be rectified and they're still working on it. So I think it's the master stroke by Zach Brown, I think. And I think he's the man behind all this. Um, and of course, he's got very strong ties to America, obviously being in America, but also living in India and his company being based there. So I think it's a very smart move to get together with 
um, Mark Miles of Indy and, and put this off because from a PR point of view, it really is the ultimate story. And you only have to go back in history, Nigel Mansell, Graham Hill, uh, you know, many, many great European drivers have taken on this challenge. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you mentioned Zach Brown and um, actually it was um, a conversation Zach and Alonso apparently had in Australia. And um, Alonso was saying that um, Zach asked him about his ambitions and his plans for the future. And he mentioned the Triple Crown to be the best driver in the world. And um, he said, I would have to either win eight world championships in Formula One to have one more than Martha Schumacher or be, be winning different series. And that is his goal. And um, I think everybody is um, surprised that it actually did come together so quickly. But also, going back to your early question, um, how Formula One can um, benefit from this. Well, with the new owners of Liberty and plans to have more races in the US with a Formula One driver coming to the Indy 500 already, as you said, big PR, um, making the news, everybody is aware. Um, maybe this is also a good thing for Formula One because um, they get into more people's minds in the US uh, than they would normally. Well, and I think also, um, and I've been saying it on many of our conversations, that it just annoys to see our best driver, our greatest asset in the one, effectively not even finishing in the point and doing into certainly on NBC, where, you know, saying it's driven the greatest drive he's ever driven. He's 11. Um, and, it, and it, you know, it wouldn't happen in any other sport. I mean, you wouldn't see a quarterback like Tom Brady sat on the sidelines or not being in the limelight. And I think it's important that just for his legacy, uh, for Honda's uh, reputation and for McLaren's reputation, remember it's McLaren who are entering Indy 500. I think, you know, I think it's also a masterstroke in that respect because we were losing uh, the limelight of one of our greatest assets and one of the greatest drivers, I think, of all time. Uh, and he was about to be sort of, you know, disappearing into the annals of history with those two world championships, but not a lot else to show for it. So, you know, I think, and I also think to put a to put a more uh, blunt thing on it, I think he was going to leave Honda and Formula One if if things didn't change and he got some opportunity to do something. Could be, you know, could very well be, and, and very understandably. Um, and I think this will this is cool. Like if you imagine, like this is like him waking up. The remarks he's made, the smile he's made, you know. Um, look at last year when, when there was one of the most famous um, Fernando Alonso tweets was um, places I would like to rather be now. I don't know if you remember that. Alonso yeah. sitting in the deck chair in, um, how was it? Brazil, was uh, it? Sao Paulo? Yeah, I think it was. been two years ago. <laughs> I love the remember all the tweets oh yeah the pictures all over the place I yeah. saw one this week that took him and put him on the bricks uh, they put him on the bricks we <laughs> retweeted that that was uh, just, uh, that was not a big account that's just one of our followers on Twitter yeah, that I yeah, saw I forgot that, who that was that's awesome but, but man this story I, like they were saying there's so many facets to it and so many implications across uh, different sports across drivers and teams it's really fascinating exactly and the thing that amazes me is this is going to send ripples. And I think, you know, quite honestly, we haven't had somebody truly a big name come out of F1 and go to Indy. As much as we love Alexander Rossi, he's not yet a big name. Yeah. But I love that effect that he showed up in Indy and yeah, went you mean straight in, to in the recent podium. history. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, uh, Mario Andretti did it in years past. But, you know, here you are, two time world champion in Fernando. And uh, he gets to parlay his way into Indy. And, you know, there's still that one race. He wants to go to Le Mans. 
and run there. So uh, it's not over. He's he's yeah. got his bucket list. He's building, and I think he's you know very wisely. Lamar, I mean uh, McLaren is being smart in helping him reach that, just well, because they have not been able to deliver the equipment he needs. I think that's the bottom line. Is it they they're doing everything they can to keep him? It's like okay, if we're not going to. I mean, again, another frustrating day in Formula One that he had. So oh, speaking of yeah. that, we need to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk some Formula One. We're also going to talk some uh, World Endurance Championship. Of course, the opening season, opening to their season at Silverstone. Just in the Speed City, live from Austin, Texas, back after a very quick break. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Keep up with the latest breaking news in Austin and around the world. Take a moment to make sure you're following us on Twitter at Talk1370. Let the tweeting begin! Just one more way to stay connected with Talk1370. The right choice. Talk1370. The right choice. Hi, I'm Mike Brewer from Wheeler Dealers on Velocity Channel, and this is Speed City. Mike Brewer, when did you catch up with him? Was hey. he was here in Austin at Cars and Coffee or something? Yeah, we had him here in Austin, and I arranged for a couple of cars to come out. Uh, you'll actually see him on, if you ever see that rerun, when he comes to Austin looking for a Corvette. But, uh, yeah, there, there's a great shot. There's a couple of nice Mopars he was checking out there. Oh, cool. All right, well, we're going to talk some Formula One because it was – honestly, I'm just excited because Ferrari, what, bet they have the best start – now since as a team the best start to a season since 2008 it's been quite a while it's been quite a while and you know what i like about this season for one ferrari's up there they're mick dicing it up with mercedes i mean i feel like they really are right on cue with this they came out of the starting block strong it's looking great sebastian and lewis had a great chase today yeah. strategy came into play lewis had a little fault there with uh cutting across to take the pit lane in front of Daniel Ricardo, But uh, even Ricardo was looking sharp today. The Red Bull guys really gave him a good car. He kept it running all the way through. Felipe Massa-Williams was right behind him. 
Oh, man, I'm always happy to see Williams up there, just from the history. How yeah. about that crash with Williams, though? Oh, my, when, oh, when he man. rammed into the side of Lance Stroll? Yeah. That was full speed ahead, man. You know, that that's a good one to argue about, quite honestly. But I'm, I'm more apt to say Lance Stroll was on the normal racing line. I'm not sure he would have seen anything. If you listen to the uh, post-event discussions, Lance says, last time I looked at him, he was 60 meters behind me coming out of pit lane. Yeah, I heard and it that. almost looks like he just went for the full body check on Lance. Yeah, Carlos Sainz just just rammed him. It was it was pretty high speed. Yeah, and you know the the argument's going to be, and I I can just imagine what Carlos Sainz was. I was going to take the inner line on it. Yeah, I was like, not at that speed. Yeah, there was no way that was going to survive the apex and get through. But uh, yeah, really cool. Like I said, you know, had Lewis not cut across the uh, white line, the entry line for the pit lane. He would have been five seconds closer to, to Sebastian. Well, yeah. at the end, he was 6.6 seconds behind. So everything was a close run. And, uh, you know, I was on edge for seeing Lewis, but I loved also seeing Sebastian out front. Valtteri yeah. Botas, how cool is that? Yeah. Took the pole, ran hard all race. Uh, he, but, and he's such a nice guy in the paddock, too. But it was interesting to see what well, was about, about 10 laps to go when Hamilton was coming up behind Botas, and it did not take long, and he went past him decisively was the word they chose on NBC today, Diffie and the boys, right. but but it was uh, it was strong move to go blast past him. Yeah, and it was. And, in fact, Lewis acknowledged that in the post-race interviews, uh, thanking Valtteri for the gentleman racing and letting him blast by. You know, I'd, I have to say one thing. Valtteri's speed... You know, we, we've seen it in a NASCAR. Danica can qualify, but she can't race the entire race, people have said. I'm anxious to see Valtteri, how he stays with Lewis the rest of the season. Because oh, he's yeah. obviously right there on lap times. He's, you, you know, I mean, it's a blink between them. And uh, I was kind of surprised that he let Lewis by to go after him. Yeah. But uh, honestly, I don't recall what the tire settings were at that time. I know that the Mercedes conserved their tires much better than the Ferraris. Uh, as some of the guys were saying there. So maybe that was the case that Valtteri knew Lewis was on a better set of tires at the moment. You know, it's funny. At uh, at the beginning of the race, you see Red Bull doing really well with a full load of fuel. And as the race goes on, it seems like they kind of you know lose it a little bit. Maybe their car is set up better with a full load of fuel. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one of those things that changes, you know, throughout the course. Now, especially there in Bahrain, you're dealing with not only the you know weights that are obvious, but we're going from a daylight to dark uh, for Bahrain. And so you're seeing temperature change, air temperature, track temperature, all of those things are coming into play. We've already talked about the soft compound tires are difficult to manage their temperature range. And so there was some notion said earlier after qualifying to watch and see who goes with super soft because super soft was a little bit easier to you know, get into its temperature range than soft. So, mm, yeah, it's part of the complexities of this season, man. It's t- I, I really am excited about this season. Just my, not only because we're not watching Mercedes run away with every right. single race uh, and seeing Sebastian and the boys, Kimi Raikkonen, but uh, but there's a lot of complexities with the new the new cars and all the G forces with the arrow and everything. There's a ton to it, but but also we had Haas F1 
back in the points, man. That is awesome. I mean, I, I know that we didn't get Magnuson in there with uh, finishing the race because of some sort of electronics. I, I haven't heard the exact final problem. Yeah, brakes went away, I believe, and I don't know what actually drove to that. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Romain Grosjean, eighth place for Haas. So that's, that's a nice uh, four-point pickup right there. That is definitely, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that's more the normal range we're going to see. As long yeah. as that car sticks together and the guys stick together, I think we're going to look good. You know, the frustrating thing for me, uh, Kvyat was looking strong, but sure went, started slowing down, had some issues there. His with the, uh, he had some ugly passes. If you go back and watch that race, it was not all that clean. Yeah. But uh, Sergio Perez might get a finger shook at him with one of his run-ins. Uh, I want to say that he had a close one with Massa that uh, got his attention. Well, it was obviously a very exciting race because of all the little things that we've been talking about. And I don't know, the, the uh, some of the big things, what do you think, Les? I mean, at this point going forward, there's all these stories. I mean, is Ferrari going to be able to continue? I think they will. I mean, based on what they're, the way it's going. Um, and is Mercedes going to be able to, to catch back up? And... Because my favorite stories, of course, are those plus Haas F1 scene. Because you remember at the beginning of the year, uh, we were talking and we were all predicting, and I was I was a little worried. Are we going to be able to follow it up in our sophomore season? Jonathan was saying they might be able to do better. And, I mean, as of this moment, what are they, seventh in the constructor standings right now? I think that's where they are. So, yeah, they're seventh with eight points. You know, Toro Rosso with, eight, with 12, Haas with eight, and uh, Renault with two, and Sauber and McLaren haven't scored any points yet. But... That that's my favorite story, but what about the rest of them? Uh, the rest of them, uh, I think it's going to be a uh, Ferrari Mercedes season for sure. Uh, they keep dicing up with each other. Sebastian's got that car under him that he's been looking for for years. Man, no kidding, it feels like it, doesn't it? I think and I just think that that's one that is something else. You watch his relationship amongst the team, and they truly like Sebastian. You know, I I think that's a big part of mm-hmm. it. I'd like to see what uh, – I wonder how many more races between – you know, the the, the uh, little mini love affair with Hamilton and Vettel. It's been, oh, it's great to have competitors, but let's see just how far ahead Sebastian will get yeah. before Lund- I mean, before <laughs> Hamilton starts changing his mind. Yeah, he, he might do that. Uh, you know, my curiosity and my love is that, you know, Valtteri is up there mixing it up with the boys too. Yeah, I, I have, if Raikkonen's up there too, and Ricardo and, and Verstappen, you know, out today, I really, I mean, I feel like Verstappen's obviously got just as good a chance uh, as any of the but behind one, two, three, four, and and I'm assuming that if he does, as long as his patience holds together, he yeah. gets impatient. He's, you've heard some of his radio things where they're clipping because he's yelling so loud, you know, bleeping. Yeah, I don't know if it's bleeping or getting clipped off, but. Uh, yeah, those are those are some of the things. Carlos Sainz, you know, man, that was just bad when he nose bombed into the curve there. Yeah, there was a bunch of stories today in Formula One, and it is going to be fun to watch. And of course, uh, we've got uh, let's see, Toro Rosso. I'm just looking at some of the standings here and where everybody's sitting as far as drivers and constructors. I mean, no huge surprises at, as of this moment, but uh, with Felipe Massa. And seventh play, Daniel Ricciardo sixth, Max Verstappen fifth, and then the, the um, Mercedes and the Ferrari boys. Carlos Sainz at ninth, and in the constructor standings, of course, 
I mean, if, if you think about it, Force India sitting there at fourth, it, it's it's weird how kind of under the radar, um, and you look up and they're in fourth place. It's like every year the last couple, th- couple three years. It is. It's really interesting because Force India has had some tough battles and they just haven't shown all that strongly consistently, I'll say. But uh, glad to see them up there in the mix. This season, you know, I got to say with all the changes, I was a little worried if uh, what it would do. But, uh, hey, it's just about 52-card pickup with everybody being mixed in together. Yes, sir. Well, hey, you know what, Les? We've got just a couple more minutes before we break. And, of course, Michael Shank of Michael Shank Racing is going to be with us here in just about five minutes. But I want to talk – we're going to talk World Endurance Championship later in the show after we talk to Michael Shank. But we have, this week, MotoGP coming to our town – well, probably some of them already hit town. They have. They have already started rolling in. I saw some rigs uh, showing up. Uh, the fuel has arrived. They are here. They're coming in. So, uh, you know, definitely check that out. Tickets are available. This is one of those events, folks, that don't go sit down in one spot. Seriously, yeah. go run around. These are some of the best sites. You know, when uh, when somebody like Nicky Lauda tells you he thinks this is more exciting than Formula One, you might ought to check it out, <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, the reason I think he said that is for the reason I enjoy watching it. Now, by no means am I capable of anything near what these guys are doing, even Moto Americas or the RC 390 Cups. I'm not there at all. But to watch the body mechanics of the riders and what they do through these are is just astonishing. I thought you were going to go to the other direction a little bit about how the street bikes, the things you can walk into the Yamaha or Ducati oh. or wherever and buy something that's relatively close. We were at a, my son yep. was with me and we were at a stoplight and a brand new Yamaha, I guess it was an R1, pulled up next to us. Yep. It was a gorgeous bike. And and he was talking about how, he said, that said, that's amazing. How close is that to a, an actual MotoGP bike? And I said, amazingly close. I mean, I know it's there's a, a, a good bit of change, but... Uh, but but really considering the difference between that and it, and I said compare that to any form of motor of four wheel racing it's not even close you know? right there's nothing on the street that's close to an F one car but yeah. I mean it is just insane you know what you can buy on the floor nowadays it and they're amazing bikes they're technology you look at some of these and they are just impressive in what they will do horsepower wise what they'll do on what they call street tires now. I mean, yep. quite honestly, it's it's um, just amazing to me what you can buy on a showroom floor. Quite honestly, it's a little bit scary for me, too. Yeah, it's true. I, you got a bike that'll go 200 that, miles an hour? Yeah, I got to take that Panigale out with 200-plus horsepower. Jeez. I yeah. had no good sense being on that bike. <laughs> but <laughs> but what if I did manage to buy that and get on it? You know, I, I really want, uh, you know, by all means, I want everybody to have a cool bike and love them, but... Get the proper training and gear, please. Yeah, yeah, and take advantage of the full advantage on the racetrack. Absolutely. All right, guys, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, Michael Shank of Michael Shank Racing. Very excited to get to talk to him about what's coming up here at Circuit of the Americas and not too long after MotoGP. Listening to Speed City here in Austin, Texas, back after a quick break. If you've ridden motorcycles in this part of the country for long, no doubt you know of Bud's Motorcycle Shop. Bud left this world a while back, but his legendary Harley services ride on. 
no longer is Bud's located in downtown Austin. It's now Rebels HD and has moved out by the Formula One track. You'll see all the familiar faces, so bring your new, used, and abused. But remember, there's no sign of shiny showroom prices. So check it out at rebelshd.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself, Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. The Racetrack. It's where legends are born. Where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Join me weekdays for This Morning, America's First News. Hear the stories you'll be talking about and searching for all day as we go beyond the headlines and above the chatter. Weekdays at 5 on Talk 1370. You've made the right choice. Talk 1370. Hey, it's Patrick Lindsay driving the Park Place Motorsports Porsche, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. Man, we uh, we have a new intern in the studio today, and he walked in. He was looking out over the skyline of Austin. He's like, oh, man, this is a badass studio. I said, yeah, and if you look way over there to the right, you can see the Circuit of the Americas Tower, maybe if you have better eyes than me. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it is it is a great view. You know, uh, Over this, an like awesome said, city. Uh, and I always like, you know telling people about this and how cool it is but then i see the traffic jam and so no don't move here it really sucks <laughs> okay everything but mopac <laughs> all right guys well we're really fired up because you guys we've been talking to a few of the michael shank race drivers over the season talking about the acura and the season these guys are having and how exciting it is with a new car and everything but we got the man today we want to welcome michael shank to speed city welcome back to speed city sir I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, very exciting to have you. And uh, you guys, uh, how you know, we've heard it from all the drivers, and we're really excited to talk to you directly. But it looks like a really exciting season. I know everything hasn't gone exactly to, to plan yet, but you guys are just getting rolling with this new car. Well, we're three races in. Uh, I'm happy to report that our Acura is uh, literally, every time we drop the lift gate on the trailer, they're better. And, uh, and there's so many areas. You know, we're talking about a... Virgin race car, man. I mean, this thing is not like a Porsche or an Audi or uh, the other cars that are uh, the Mercedes in our class that's doing real well. These car, those cars have two, three years on it. This car is brand new, and it is, and it has been tough. I mean, but I'll tell you, all the people from Acura, HPD, my group, um, man, we have worked so hard. <laughs> we have worked so hard on this car uh, to get it competitive, and uh, it's coming better every day. You know, listen, it's not been perfect yet. We led uh, Daytona. We led 200 laps, which are almost 200 laps. I was really proud of that fact. Yeah. We, we, if it, if it would have kept raining, we we could have really won. 
Um, I think if our BOP was where it is today, just keep in mind, from Daytona till now, they've raised our horsepower four times. Ooh, okay? Wow. That, that tells nice. you how – three or four times. So, But that tells you how far off we are at Daytona. Yeah, that's all, huge. Which is all – so I'm not that's, – that's no debate. That's just the way it is. They've been slow playing us, and, and that's fine. Um, so it's taken this long to get the BOP kind of close. We're not quite there yet, but still – you know, at Long Beach, um, we had the 93 car in a position to be second or third, and we actually made a mistake on the stand ourselves. Uh, and it's a long story how and why. Um, got caught up in a little bit of the moment, but we were positioned to do much, much better there. Uh, the 86 car got speared, got lawn darted there on the last lap. Yep. Um, not a lot Not a lot to say about that, just a missed opportunity. Um, but, again, think about this. We're P5 in the championship. We're six points out of P2. So it ain't all bad. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, but it, we're not there, that's for sure. And, we, and I'm telling you, we're pushing hard to get it better. Yeah, but you know what? It just feels like you guys, a tweak or two here or there, whether it's BOP or whatever it is, or, or a little luck, and you guys are winning races is what it feels like. It, it, it does. And uh, we've got... You know, the drivers we picked for this effort are pure experience, and that's why we brought them on. And uh, if you guys could see the emails that happen after a race or a test day, uh, <laughs> you'd be amazed. I mean, there's so much data coming to my group, my engineering staff, and also HPD, uh, mechanical, aero, engine, every oh, yeah. department. It's, I mean, it's just so much information, and we're, we're bum-rushing the development cycle, you know. The Acura NSX streetcar debuted this year, and this program had to happen this year. And uh, we're, we're making it happen. Uh, it's taken a, a, a hair longer than we all would like, but we're, you know, we're, we're moving in a positive direction, I promise. Well, one thing is, we've talked about this a little bit before. I, I don't mean to overdo it, but that car is a gorgeous car. And, and obviously the street version, which I, I think I've read it's like 60% of the street version, that's an, ama- that's right. that's an amazing supercar. And, and like the street version, an, an affordable supercar as compared to the ones that it really that it's competing with. Well, think about what you're saying there because, uh, listen, a Porsche 918, which is an awesome yeah. car also, is a million dollars. Right, okay? right. And, and Acura NSX is 190000 if you max it out, okay? Which is, listen, in either case, you're paying you know a lot of money for a car. But I'm telling you, that NSX is so close in performance to that uh, eight or 900 horsepower car. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's so, I'm so proud of that group up in Marysville, Ohio, that build that car. They take real pride in it. It's completely hand, uh, and it's a value. And it's like you're driving a Civic until it's not. Right. You hit the big, the big. Yeah, yeah. Realize what you got. So, all righty, Michael. So, so we've had, you know, we've talked to most of the guys over the course of the beginning of the season, and and nobody actually gets to drive one of those on a daily basis. <laughs> Is it because you've got it hidden somewhere that you have the street car? <laughs> they don't give them up very easy. Uh, I do have one. I do have one. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, we knew it. But, knew it. <laughs> it, well, it is. Su- I went to that place. I went to where they build them and talked to the people and got such. I'm telling you, if you're thinking about buying one, do a tour there because you will buy one. They they really care, and I and I appreciate who care. Who well, I care, saw the you know? first yeah. first one I saw was about two weeks ago here in Austin, and a silver one, and it was just gorgeous. And you know, I'm craning in my neck. Thankfully, I wasn't the one driving, but oh, that car looked awesome, and I, I can't wait it, it to is. see them. It is. It's a. Uh, we can't wait to get there. Actually, so. 
We uh, so we went directly from Long Beach to Laguna Seca uh, to nice. test the Laguna last Wednesday. So a lot of that Laguna testing we're bringing to you guys at Coda, and we're really hoping uh, that we're another step better again. Which I see no reason why we shouldn't be, and um, and we keep moving closer to the to the front of the grid there every week. Uh, every before every week we go out, the IMSA readjusts the BOP. So we just got to see how that lies. <laughs> And uh, at the end of it, how that works out, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, all I can focus on is getting our chassis better, and that's what we're focused on. Yeah, you guys focus on what you can control and let them do that. And what I would love to see is that when you guys get here to Circuit of the Americas, that everything falls together. That would be a blast to see you guys take that car and win here. Yeah, it would be. Uh, it's just it would be a huge day when we can get that W done. I, I just for so many people that have put so much effort into it. Well, we love to talk about Circuit of the Americas. It's right down the street from us. But uh, tell us what uh, what you guys are expecting here, and and what's different and what's unique about Coda as compared to what you've done. Well, a couple things. You know, uh, so Coda is a true road course, and we haven't been to one yet. If you think about it, we've done Daytona, uh, which is an odd duck. Sebring, really odd duck. Long Beach, which is a street course. We haven't been on a natural road terrain course, and now we are. And we're coming to one of the best in the world. So we got smooth. Uh, with a lot of grip, uh, changing elevations. Uh, you need downforce, but you still got to get down into that hairpin to pass people. Um, there, there's a lot of dynamics there. But the biggest thing is, is what do we do for a track now that we can run the car low, we can run it stiffer typically um, because it can take more grip. Uh, you know, we have to be ready to do that. We got to be able to ride the curbs at the track there. You know, that's another thing yeah. that people focus a lot on. We got to be able to use those curbs. Totally different ball game when we come to you guys. And again, it's the first time this year we'll run two hours and forty minutes, which brings a strategy element to it. Okay. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So so Coda will be a new look for IMSA and us because we haven't been there by ourselves for a long time. Okay. Right. So we come out you know, we want to get folks to come out and see what we're doing there. Uh but but again, all those new elements that we haven't hit this year will start differentiating the top five in points, I think. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up, you guys have been here with WEC every year, and of course, we love it that it's broken apart, because <laughs> one more we, race. we get another weekend of racing, uh, but obviously there's a, a big, it's in a full event, there's uh, lots going on, and and this is one of those good ones here in Austin where, you know, kids 12 and under are free, and where you can get down and, and see the cars, and get down and see cars that look like your car, because there's yeah. all the different cars there, because there's lots of guys that come in their particular car, rooting for their guys, whatever they're driving. Accessibility is the word. That means that if you want, if you live in Austin or central around around Austin, anywhere close in Texas, come out there. You can walk right up to me or my drivers without anybody stopping you and have conversations. Come and see our car. Uh, it's the single best thing about IMSA racing is the accessibility we have to fans because we have to. I mean, we want people to see our product. You know, we're not NASCAR we're a, or IndyCar. We're a different product, okay? And uh, we want people to come out and feel like they're a part of it. If they feel like they're a part of it, they will turn that into a tra- uh, tradition. The families, the kids, uh, you know, that's how I got in it, from a family tradition, you know? So uh, we encourage everyone to come out. We encourage people to come right down in the garages and say hi. Oh, it is. It absolutely is, folks. And one of the things is... Michael's team is always really friendly. If they've got time, you're going to get a chance to get an autograph, get that souvenir autographed, get some pictures and all that. 
But I'm going to tell you, you know, we love Michael Shank Racing, but a lot of the teams are that way. Come down, shake hands, get involved, you know, figure out who you like and get behind them. Also, during this event, wear comfortable shoes, sunscreen, yeah. earbuds, plan on walking all around. This is one of the greatest series because you can go all around that track through this race and see all the different views that you will never get to see during Formula One unless you pay really big bucks. Yeah, and we got it straight straight from Michael's mouth that you can come down and talk. I love that. Yeah, and I think he yeah, said man. we could take his NSX out. So, yeah. yeah. I got that hidden away. Don't worry. <laughs> You're in our town. We'll find it. All right. Got it. Got yeah. It. Speaking of coming to Austin, do you get to get out and enjoy some of what Austin's known for other than racing, you know, the live music and the food and things? Uh, oh, man, I tell you, Austin for me is one that the whole the whole family comes to usually. We <laughs> love it. We love going down on the one of the lakes down there. There's a couple restaurants on. Um, I've just lost the name of it. But we oh. love going down there, eating dinner on the lake or down on is it 6th Street where all the yep. bars are. And we've done, we do all that. We love all that. I went to a rooftop bar downtown once that was just awesome. Um, it's great. We, we love it. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, everyone around uh, Texas, in that area of Texas will come out and support us when we're coming down. Well, things are going well. I know that. it, uh, But, yeah, we've got a lot of folks that come in. And I love that folks are coming for racing, and then they fall in love with the city, and they still want to come out and be here. One of the things that I noticed, I had the opportunity to go to Spa this past year, and, you know, there was nothing close to the track. I mean, it was a long drive. There was nothing developed around it. At least this way, you're 20 minutes from town, and, you know, it's not some crazy drive. It's it's fantastic, and uh, world's best barbecue is in your area. We go to the one down the one downtown there that everyone waits in line for. Um, oh, Franklin's, uh, yeah, Franklin's, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, it. Th- these are all things. These are all things that matter to me and my guys that travel <laughs> over the country. So uh, they watch the Travel Channel. We can tell. We're not telling them where the real good barbecue is. The best. <laughs> okay, I'm sure there's something else. Okay. Well, <laughs> and of course, we got Friday and Saturday, and and there's tons of what well, we got. The Lamborghini Series. You got the, of course, the WeatherTech, um, uh, the Continental Tire Series. Excuse me, the Porsche GT3 Cup. So it is a full couple of days of racing, so it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. And also, you know, there's a lot of car corrals there. So, you know, not only do you have race cars to go look at, all of them, you you have all these car corrals. People bring their their hot rods out there. Um, Just a lot to do. It's more of an event, you know, than just a race, you know? Yep. Well, Michael Shank, we really appreciate you coming on Speed City, and we're really excited to have you here in Austin, and we are going to definitely look you up and uh, somehow get a ride, or a ride, a drive in an NSX. That sounds good. All right, thanks a lot, buddy. We appreciate you coming on. See you you soon. Travel safe. Bye. Okay. All right, you know, all this talk, somebody's going to hand us the keys to an NSX for at least a few minutes at some point. Sure, sure. It feels good to say that anyway. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) hey, so that race, May 5th and 6th weekend, is when you want to be around. Friday, Saturday. Definitely check it out. It is a lot of fun. Seriously, I mean, I I can't say it enough. This is one of the best ones for coming out. If you're new to motorsports, you want to check it out, you're going to recognize these car shapes and the silhouettes. You're going to get to meet the drivers, and you'll see these folks on TV. And so it's cool because you might meet them in person here and figure out, ah, oh, this guy was really nice. And, oh, look, he let you know the kids get a picture in the car. I've seen them actually do that. If the mechanics aren't working on the car, they'll grab a kid, set them in the driver's seat, get them hooked right there. I love that part about this. Yeah, so. and, you know, one thing we, we can't forget about IMSA, I mean, I know we talk Formula 1, and I know we talk World Endurance Championship and some, you know, these amazing series. 
But IMSA, the drivers in IMSA and the engineering and all the things, it this is truly world class. I mean, I would say you could take some of these drivers and swap places with some of the maybe even Formula One. And these guys could excel. That's the level that you're talking about in IMSA right now. It is. It's a very different style and a different feel in driving an open-wheel car as, as Formula One is an Indy car compared to a full-body car, you know, or tin tops, as some of them call them. You know, it's a very different style of car. It's a very different sensation as a driver. It's been a, a lot of fun getting to meet these and go with difference. But uh, let's talk about tickets. Your two-day weekend pass. $79 and under 12 are free with an admission with an adult. And so, uh, hey, this is pretty cheap for two days of world-class racing. A single-day pass is $49. Again, free 12-year-old and under with an, an yeah, adult and, admission. And you know what? Also, uh, there's still a handful of people that have been in Austin, and they, they buy tickets at places like Ticket City or whatever, and, they, uh, and if they've never been to Coda, this is the one. So, all right, we got to take a break, Les. And when we come back, we're going to talk World Endurance Championship because it was a season opener in Silverstone and a little MotoGP to preview what's happening in Austin in less than a week. Listen to Speed City in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Envy Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only Envy Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by Envy Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 Envy Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of Envy Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. If every talk radio program were the same, what would be the point? The Michael Berry Show is a little bit different. We're going to talk about politics, but we'll also talk about how great it is to live in Texas. Weekdays 5 to 7 on Talk 1370. It's the Michael Berry Show. On air, online, and on your smart device, Talk 1370 is the right choice. Hi, this is Ryan DL, and this is Speed City. There's another one of those badass race drivers that no could uh, probably be uh, racing in just about any series he wanted, given the right break. Absolutely, absolutely. And a pile of money, maybe, over to Formula One. That'll All right, work. so we've been talking about IMSA coming to Austin. But next weekend, in a few days, MotoGP Moto is coming to Austin, Texas. Hey, and you're going to find the Speed City guys all over the place. We're going to be in your face on the big screens. We'll be <laughs> in your ears. 
running the Coda app and the Speed City app. So uh, tune in to any way you want. Yeah, we'll be out on the loudspeakers out there at Coda. But man, this is uh, Jonathan always is. But it, well, that's true. He no doesn't have to be required. no yeah. speaker exactly. But obviously, uh, the we talk about Formula One a lot, and we talk about MotoGP. But you know, this is the only stop in North America for MotoGP, the world's best motorcycle racing. Heck, even Moto2 and Moto3. So this is yeah. a this is a serious, serious event. You know, Motorcycles it, at, what, 215 miles yeah, an hour in they, the back straight? They are approaching 220. Some, uh, I think somebody actually hit it uh, last year. 220? But uh, this is one of those things. This season is all shook up like Formula 1. It's really doing awesome. Last week was, uh, was a great race in Argentina. And so that is one of those races that everything got shook up. Maverick Vinales up front on his Yamaha. Marquez was next in the Honda. And, you know, our Ducati family has to be happy. Four Ducatis in a row all the way back through there. So that's really looking good. I am just uh, really anxious to see Andre Devicioso get a hold of those handlebars and stick with them. And, and not have somebody smash into him? Not have somebody run into him and any of those things. I mean, he's had some issues. Agreed. But, uh, you know, the thing I'm looking at is here are these Ducatis that were up front. We know Andrea can ride, obviously, with his championships. But, uh, you know, as we've talked about with some of the others, it's a different flavor of bike. It's not just the color. It takes some different things. Otherwise, we would have seen, you know, Stoner and Spees. We would have seen these guys really grab onto it and do well. Rossi didn't do so great on it. Yeah, and so uh, you know, here we are, a couple of generations of bike later. Uh, it, it's a different style or approach to the riding. So I mean, uh, Scott also, Redding's Redding's been doing good yeah. with it. Uh, he finished well. Well, and Davicioso with a little bit, a little more luck would be. Uh, it, it would be interesting, but you know, to me, the story right now is Vinales. You know, Suzuki last year, and and over to Yamaha. You don't know. All right, what's going to happen? Starts off. Uh, with the fir- winning the first two races of the season. Well, you realize the last time this happened, this was 1990, Wayne Rainey. Wayne Rainey. Isn't that cool? Boom. I mean, I, th- I heard an interview with Vinales when they were telling him that, and he was just, I mean, he was emotional. He was like, wow, I really, if you had told me this deal. before the season. Yeah, it's huge. And, you know, like I said, part of it being Yamaha, and that was Wayne's brand for so long, that's, uh, that's something else. But, uh, you know, don't forget, we're also going to have Moto America classes there as That's well. That's true. <laughs> uh, another full weekend of racing. Be sure and get out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Check the schedules. Those are posted up at circuitamericas.com. Like I said, Speed City guys will be all over the place. Uh, you see a Speed City shirt go by, reach out, shake a hand. We love meeting you guys when we're out there. Yeah, let's look at the schedule. So Friday, this Friday, this, this immediate few days, so... Gates open at 7.30, so you can get out there early. And, of course, practices, Moto3, Moto2, MotoGP, and uh, Moto America qualifying on Friday. If you want to get out there, you get out there by lunch to see the first of the of the real action of qualifying. And, of course, you got uh, they've got the stunt show out there again. That's always pretty cool. And the Night Owls, I guess that's one of the, some of the music that's going on. I mean, remember, this is, this is a full-blown event. This is the best in the world in motorcycle racing coming out here. And of course, uh, you've got. Of course, Saturday is when everything really gets going because you've got uh, you got Moto Three, Moto Two, Moto GP all practice and then qualifying throughout the day. And again, gates open early again at uh, 
7 o'clock. And hey, so one of the most popular things I'm going to tell you is on Friday, the 21st, definitely get over near the 360 Amphitheater, you know, at the base of that tower, and be prepared for the autograph sessions. And oh, the reason yeah. I tell you to be prepared and be over there early is they have a limited number of folks that get to get in line and get the autographs. So plan ahead, be over there. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I've had the opportunity to MC those, and it's really neat to hear those writers kind of in a little more casual atmosphere as we like to have around here and talk a little bit about it. So uh, definitely check that out. Don't forget the hookah hay. Huh? <laughs> Apparently they're... Uh, they're probably aiming for a young, uh, a little different demographic than us, but that's one of the music groups that's going to okay. be out there. Coda. Gotcha, gotcha. But, of course, you can also hear the race right here on AM 1370. So how awesome is that? little radio station right here tucked off in the corner of Austin gets Formula One, MotoGP. You know, there's probably some people don't get the impact of that, but right here, AM 1370 carries the biggest races on the planet right here in Austin. You bet, you bet, and you can hear them nationwide online as well. Yep, you hey, always so, go to speedcityradio.com and get that too. Absolutely, so let's talk a little bit of pricing. A three-day general admission, 89 bucks, and if you arrive on two wheels, go jump in and park for free. Oh, really? That's cool. All right, well, I want to I jump straight to the World Endurance Championship because it started this weekend, and the uh, opening weekend at Silverstone, and of course... You know, it's really basically in the big boys. It's now down to Toyota and Porsche, and Toyota wins the first round, first battle, first blood, as they say. That's right. Buemi knocked it out of the park a little ways into it, really did well. There were some jostling back and forth between the Porsche and the Toyotas, and, you know, that's that's something. It wasn't so long ago that the Toyotas just didn't get the respect. Yep. And well, so, hey, we, we've got an interview with Harry Ticknell. You know, we actually had an interview with him last week, and he was part of the winning team. And I'm checking with our producer and see if he's got that all queued up. He's ready to go. Let's hear from Harry Ticknell. Harry, hey, how, you how doing? are you? Good well done. Congratulations. Harry Ticknell's back with us. So, come on. Magnificent. Was it Andy teaching you stuff? Have you been teaching Andy? <laughs> Oh, I don't know what happened, to be honest. It's all a bit of a blur now we're talking about it. But, yeah, it's amazing that only a few weeks ago we were sat in the RAC club talking about potentially coming and winning this race. And uh, and today, you know, first 10 minutes, we were almost down and out with an unscheduled pit stop for an issue with the door. To come back and win it is just unbelievable. And, I mean, of course, Andy's unbelievable as a teammate. Um, I'm in a very, very lucky position with Ford and to have him uh, we bounce off each other and we really you know, set the car up well and Pipo for his first race to come and win uh, is just fantastic as well and it all came right and uh, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, really was a team today, wasn't it? Absolutely fantastic team effort. Absolutely, we never gave up. Um, we never gave up. The boys have been working so hard all winter on their pit stops and they were just fantastic again today and you know, the engineering staff gave us a fantastic car and it, for me it was a pleasure to drive and when you're in there, you don't really know what's going on with the times and the people around you. It was all quite spread out, but um, they were just kept updating me every 10 laps saying, you yeah, know, fantastic job and the car's really quick and just keep going. And for me in the car, you know, I was, you know, starting to get tired towards the end, two and a half hours and these GT cars around here is it's not easy. Um, but I was just trying to keep that relentless pace up, no mercy. And uh, yeah, in the last couple of laps, um, had to manage a little door issue again, but uh, managed to bring it home on the top step, which is fantastic. 
And in the press conference said you're going you're going to home to get some sleep now. Uh, well, that's that's the official line, but uh, you know it is bank holiday Sunday, so <laughs> no work tomorrow for most people. So we'll see if I get a second wind or not. Harry, congratulations! Lovely to see you at the top of the Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Great to see you again. That was uh, Jonathan's buddy, Nick Kinnerly. He's been doing some interviews for us around the world with, uh, with World Endurance Championship. Always love having our Speed City family reach around and grow. But World Endurance Championship, of course, will be here in Austin, and it's going to be fun to watch this year. Without Audi, it's a little different. You know, it's a little different feel with this. But, I mean, look, there's so, much, there's so many classes and so many cool things within WEC that it's – I mean, and who knows gonna be, who's going to be coming back into World Endurance Championship. And we know that's the way it works. Some manufacturers come in and they get uh, get the data they want or get the exposure they want, and then they they bow out and maybe even come back in. Yeah, this is uh, this is really neat. And you know, when you have folks that you know backstep, if you will, come back into this, you know, Mark Weber come back to sports cars because he loved it. That's where he started, where he first hit the professional ranks, and you know they love it. It's a big difference than the Formula One ranks. Yep, and uh, you know, not as many races, not as much stress, and just a lot more open environment. The paddock is uh, definitely a lot friendlier and a lot more accessible for the fans. I don't know if I'd agree with that stress, just because you know, I mean, when you get to Lamar, uh, I mean, really, that there's as much pressure as there is on the planet. Well, hey, we got one more interview. Yep. Yeah, there's one more interview that I want to play because um, let the, his teammate. Let's hear from Andy Prio because uh, let's see how much time that one is. Yeah, let's hear from Andy Prio. For Johnny Green in Speed City. Absolutely. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great start to the season, wasn't it, for you today? Oh, it's amazing. Um, you know, yesterday we had an amazing lap in quali, um, and today we've won the race from... We are on the back foot after the first stint, you know, and uh, we fought hard, we never lost faith, and we had some luck with a safety car, but we had also some strong stints, you know, with Harry and, you know, Pipo and myself, we, we were fast, so... You know, you don't win races at this level if you're not fast, even with with or without luck, you know. So, yeah. Now, there's an axiom for you. You don't win races unless you're fast. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up because we are out of time. We hope we see you next weekend. Yeah, we hope we see you guys out at Circuit of the Americas next weekend. And we are very excited to be doing the, the commentary and everything out there. Check us out right here on AM Talk Download 13. the app. Yeah, download the Speed City app and check us out there. But uh, we'll be right here on 1370 at 2 o'clock next Sunday for the race. Talk to you soon. Ciao, y'all. Take Talk with you anywhere. On your computer or smartphone, log on to Talk1370.com. A beautiful, beautiful site. Stay connected with Talk 1370, the right choice. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 